Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A, Colin Castleberry with you on the High School Playbook. DeKalb County's Briss Trap bounces back. Upperman moves to 3-0. Cookville gets a win in a rivalry game over White County. And to begin the show, we visit with Monterey head coach Scott Hughes as well as Jacob Hobson. Coach Hughes, thanks for joining us. I uh, appreciate you having us out this morning. <laughs> hey, listen, first loss on the season, a tough one last night, 20-7 to East Robertson. What sticks out from last night's game to you? Just the competitiveness of our young men. Uh, you know, most people had us uh, pick to be a running clock and lose, you know, 42 to nothing or something like that. And, uh, you know, our young men fought all week and, and really accepted the challenge and, and just proud of the way they handled themselves uh, throughout the whole game. I, I was really impressed with, with how we conducted ourselves, and I was really impressed by our competitiveness. Uh, you know, not, not too many times you see four or five Division One athletes in this area collectively and, and our guys went toe-to-toe with them. I, I was really proud. Yeah, you mentioned this week what a tough out East Robertson can be. You mentioned it there as well. Five, you know, D1 athletes. Defense only gave up 20 points. What did you love from your defense last night? What were they doing well to limit those guys? You know, we, we limited, uh, for the most part, explosive plays. We, we You know, we set ourselves up. The last touchdown they scored was on us. We had a turnover in our own territory, but uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, they had two big plays uh, by two guys that will be playing uh, on on Saturdays, probably in the SEC. One of them's committed to Kentucky, and and the other young man is a junior being recruited by everybody. And uh, you know, you you know, at some point, they have the capabilities of, of making a big play. But uh, outside of two plays, I really thought we played really, really solid across the board. I thought mentally, uh, we were engaged as good as we've been. Uh, you know, the last two weeks, I thought our mental focus on defense has been top-notch and, and it's showing a little bit. Jacob, I saw you nodding your head a little bit there. What did you love from, from the guys around you in uniform last night uh, going up against, as Coach has said, a very, very tough East Robertson team? Um, they, they fought and they didn't back down. The competitiveness was just all around uh, last night and uh, they had us losing by a lot, but you know we just didn't let that stop us and we just kept fighting. How do you and your brothers feel knowing you're two and one? Your only loss comes in a tight game with a team like ER. What's the feeling kind of around the team right now? Uh, we just want to get that win back. A lot of everybody just wants to see us play them again in the playoffs. And that's only week three, so we have a lot more to come. All right, we're going to get away from football here for a second because I can't help you wearing a New York pizza t-shirt. Is New York pizza the supreme pizza style? Um... Yeah, I would probably say so. Oh, okay. No deep dish for you, Jacob? No, big New York guy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, Coach. We'll go back to you, get back to football. Offense, only able to find seven points. What has your offense got to do, even considering who they were going up against, to, to get back in the rhythm? You know, we, we threw the ball more last night than we have, and, and we're gaining more confidence in our pass game, and, and our guys are working extremely hard in that. The big thing for us is we got to stay ahead of the chains. Last night we had about probably nine snaps, ten snaps, uh, that was uh, second and, and ten or greater or third and nine and greater. And uh, the issue with that when you're playing teams like East Robertson, you know, they, they've got two uh, legit 
D1 uh, defensive ends that, that when they can pin their ears back and just come at you, it's hard to, it's hard to handle. Uh, they got a senior that, that's being recruited by several schools, and they've got another young man uh, that, that I was told is being recruited by Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and he's 6'5", 245, and, and he, he's just disruptive. And, and when he has the availability to just go at you because it's a true passing situation, uh, it creates a lot of problems. And uh, that's something that we, we've struggled a little bit is uh, third and long situations, and we've not been very efficient, and, and that's something that we're putting a lot of focus on. And our guys are working extremely hard, and we're, and we're going to get it figured out. There's no doubt about that. Something you and me talked about all the way back during the summer was a special group of seniors that you have this year. It's a good class. It's a sizable class. What have you loved these first three weeks from that group of guys stepping up, leading this team, and putting you in these kinds of situations? Well, I'm very blessed. Uh, you know, got great young men in our program. Uh, this senior class, I, I, I love them. They're uh, they're great young men. They're fun to be around. It, it's more than football. It, it's the relationship. It, it's you know, off the field, being able to have conversation and and you know, you just trust how how they are and they're growing as young men on and off the field. Uh, they're accepting some leadership and and it took them a little bit to find that role. Uh, they're kind of a quiet group as far as when it comes to uh, on the field. Uh, but they're starting to grow in, in that vocal. But the one thing about it is they show up every day and they work. And they're leading by example on Mondays and through the rest of the week. And uh, when, when you look back at it probably you know last four or five weeks, look at the growth of our program, it starts with these guys right here. Jacob, you've obviously been around these guys probably a good amount of your life. What, do you, what for you makes this group special? What do you love about this group of Monterey Wildcats? Uh, their work ethic. A lot of them are like really young and we don't have like a big senior group but the lower classmen and all of that they show up and work uh, Monday through Friday and it really shows on on the field on Friday night. Do you think that pushes the upperclassmen seeing the, the freshmen and the sophomores working so hard knowing that you know now everybody's kind of got to step their game up? Uh, yes sir. Um, when, when the seniors work that that really, I think, shows that other people, they should work too and that they can do it, you know, that when we do it. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes, Jacob Hobson with us. Coach, one more before we let you go, and that is this. What what are we looking at on Monday? What what on the in the film are we watching? What positives are we taking away? What are the things we got to clean up? Uh, you know, the positive is, is the fight, the competitiveness, um, you know, the way that we conducted ourselves and, and the effort that we had. I mean, when you look at the effort we had, uh, you know, with everybody that was on the field, it was tremendous. And, and just the, the, the fight they had for four quarters is, is something that I'm super proud of and I know that we can win with moving forward. Uh, you know, the things that we got to clean up, it, it, it's just being a little bit more efficient. Uh, you know, in, in the middle yardage downs uh, when you're in that second and seven, third and five. And, and then the other thing is just trying to figure out a way to stay ahead on third down and not be in third and longs. And, and those things are going to come. We're, we're young on the perimeter, uh, but th those perimeter guys are, are working extremely hard. Our backfield's working extremely hard. And we just got to come back in on Monday and, and continue to work to be better every day. And that's what this group is doing. Monterey Wildcats head coach Scott Hughes, Jacob Hobson with us as well. Guys, fellas, thanks for uh, joining us here. Happy to have you. Enjoy some Chick-fil-A, and uh, good luck next week to the Wildcats. Hey, thank you very much for having us. Again, Monterey head coach Scott Hughes with us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you. And let's run down some scores from last night. Upperman defeating Macon County on the road 14-7. DeKalb County, of course, picking up a win over Livingston Academy 31-9. We'll hear from head coach uh, Matt Hauser of the Wildcats here momentarily. Smith County, a 47-28 win at home over Liberty Creek. Gordonsville defeating Trousdale County 14-0 on the road. Cookville 35-32, the win over uh, White County last night. Red Boiling Springs 46-0 over Pickett. Clay 47-7 over Jackson County. Warren County and Lebanon, it was a 35-13 Lebanon win. Stone Memorial beating Cumberland County 35-0. And Monterey, as we just heard from head coach Scott Hughes, falling to East Robertson 20-7. York Institute is on their bye this week for anyone who might be saying, well, where's the Dragons score? They did not play this week. So look forward to them next week, I believe, at Bledsoe County. Right now we travel up Highway 111, speak with Livingston Academy head coach Matt Hauser, who went on the road last night and suffered a region loss, as I said, to DeKalb 31-9. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Wildcats had four turnovers last night. What led to the issue giving the ball back so often? I think we were trying to do maybe a little too much. Um, I've got to do a better job of getting guys in, in position to make plays and, and to help us not to do those types of things. Um, so the kids, those those are our fault, our fault, coach and staff fault. We got to do a better job there. Um, one of the the fumbles was unfortunate. Uh, Trey had a big run and he tries to change hands just to protect the ball and it slips out on him. And um, then we had couple interceptions one was a slip uh one of our receivers fell uh, would have been a catch if he doesn't fall and the other two was just trying to make something happen and at the end of the game when we're down a couple scores and trying to do some things so you know you have turnovers and you have penalties at times but if you have to clean those things up to win games and those are things that we'll continue to work on in practice you mentioned penalties right there six penalties for over 60 yards it's not so much about the amount of penalties, the amount of yards, it was the timeliness of those penalties. How do you talk to your team about that going forward next week? Like, hey, guys, not only can we not just have penalties and beat ourselves, but we can't have them in big moments the way they did last night. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You want kids to play hard and fast, and and sometimes you're going to have penalties in those situations, and I felt like, um, some of those penalties, they were, they were kind of borderline things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when it, whether it's called or whether it's not, you know, it, it only matters what, what the decision is made by the referee. So we got to adjust to that. But, you know, it, it was a big time look play. We had a punt return for a touchdown that would have put us up 13-3 early, changed the entire complexion of the game, and it gets called back. And the very next play, we slip and they intercept to one down and go down and score. So, it, it that kind of changed. Um, it went from thirteen to three us to 
and six them. I mean, that was a big momentum swing. Things like that happened, and our kids responded well to adversity there in the first half and kept battling and came back. And the second half, <laughs> they really hit us on. They they made an adjustment and hit a post play. Uh, we got the ball back, and when we fumbled, they they ran the same exact play and caught us on another safety. And it's just one of those things where they made some good adjustments. Coach Trap does a great job there. Um, but at the end of the day, I thought our kids played really, really hard. Um, I don't think if you saw them play, I don't think they were giving up. They did. They they continued to fight. Uh, it was just unfortunate some of the things that happened, and <clears throat> we have to learn from it and get better from it. Yeah, fought till the end of the ball game last night. Even uh, when it fell out of reach with just under five minutes to go, you guys still were driving, picking up first downs. What do you love about this team's mentality to play to that final whistle, to that final <laughs> clock tick, despite the fact that on the scoreboard it's thirty-one-nine, and you know everybody else is kind of thrown in the towel, but your boys didn't. Well, I think it's easy to <clears throat> to say don't play the scoreboard and just to let the game unfold as it will, play the next play. It's but it's a lot harder to do that. Um, just natural to look up and see the score and, and let your energy be dictated by whatever the score is on the scoreboard. So I think our our kids have started to do a good job of that. We've, we've really tried to preach on that. It doesn't matter if you're ahead or if you're losing. <clears throat> play the next play to the best of your ability and move on. Um, and, and we kind of equate that to life as you're, there's going to be a lot of adversity in life. You're going to be faced with adversity. And how you respond to adversity will determine how successful you are. And, uh, you know, football mimics that in a lot of ways. Sports mimics that in a lot of ways. Um, you, you can't do anything about what just happened. Just erase it and go on to the next play. And I thought I'd, our kids did fight. I mean, we had two drives late that were potential scoring drives and that ended in turnovers that, you know, if a couple things go differently, who knows what the score is. And that, that's part of just continuing that, that fight. You obviously work heavily with your quarterbacks, with Brody Coffey specifically. What can he do with another week of practice, with another week of reps, to get more consistent? Because we saw it last night. Hits Daniel Bilbrey near the end of the first half. Beautiful ball. Other times, overthrows, underthrows. What can you do specifically with Brody to help him find more consistency? Well, I think we got to put him in better situations and – Call better plays. Our run game has to, uh, you know, if if when you're able to run the ball, throwing the ball is easy. Um, when you get behind in the game, it kind of forces your hand a little bit to throw more than you'd like to possibly. But <clears throat> I think with Brody, he's a, he's a great leader. Um, he has a lot of playing experience under his belt. He will um, he'll bounce back. He's resilient. Um, I think all of our players will. We have a good senior class. Uh, we've got a tough game coming up with Upperman. Um, another region game, a team that's probably on top of the region right now after being Macon County last night. And You know, we're in, a, we're in a very tough region. It's not easy to play on the road in our region. We knew that going into DeKalb. Um, we have to adjust. we got to do a better job of practice of putting our kids in position to understand what what to expect and then we just got to go out and continue to play hard and i think 
think our kids will do that. Like I said, I think they're resilient and um, strong kids. They're, <clears throat> they've been through a lot, and they'll just continue to fight. Livingston Academy head coach Matt Hauser. Coach, thanks for waking up and uh, talking to me a little bit this morning. I appreciate it, and good luck next week against a, a very talented Upperman team. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Colin. Livingston Academy head coach Matt Hauser after a 31-9 loss to DeKalb County. Doesn't get much better as we head to White County, who suffered a loss, who suffered loss number one last night in what turned out to be a war and a shootout in the Highway 111 rivalry. 42-35, Cookville found a way to defeat White County. Head coach Curtis Beatty is going to join us now. Uh, coach Beatty, thanks so much, but what did the Cavs do to expose your defense uh, that had been playing so well through these first two weeks? Well, Coach Hennigan had a great game plan. Uh, they came in and uh, they just ran the ball and uh, lined up and and just continually ran it with that with their quarterback and and they they had some good design runs for him and the counter was to to give it to the running back and you know we just they they played really physical up front and we just didn't have an answer for him last night. Offense still showed up, put 35 on the board, came up just short. Uh, how proud were you of your offense's performance, keeping you in a game where your your defense struggled? Well, I think it's big uh, because there's uh, been multiple times already this season that the defense kept us alive for for two or three quarters to to let that offense get the tick, and so it's it's good uh, that we've got an offense that can can put that together. Uh, I would like to see us as a team get together and, and maybe play a complete game on both sides of the football, but uh, it's always good when you got one side that picks up the other while they're struggling a little bit. What was the message to the team after the game when, you know, it, it came down to the wire and it was a tough one? Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I told those kids, I, I stop, soak it in. Uh, first loss of the season, so you want to soak it in. Look at the, the team celebrating while you're you're sitting here in, in defeat, and and understand that you don't want to feel that way again. Um, and then it's it's time to move on because we got a big one again this week. We and and it, we got a region game, and and you know it's a big game when you play Cookville. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, that game is. Uh, doesn't impact your overall season and and your chances for playoff seating. So we got to move on quick and we got to learn quick and, and, and keep moving. Yeah, you talked about it right there. Ultimately, this is not a region loss. So what positives can you take away from this game? What can you talk about uh, and, and take with you into next week? Sure. I, I mean, we did a lot of good things uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, we got to share up some tackling tackling issues over there on the defensive side and offensively it was another game under our belt before region play to to watch a young offensive line they just played their third game as an offensive line we replaced everybody but one last year so the positives are we we, we got reps we got live bullets uh and we've got good film to go in and, and correct uh correct the mistakes what are some of the things that you're going to talk about with your defense in terms of you mentioned it there uh, tackling for sure, but what are other things that you guys have got to clean up? Because uh, sounds like Cookville just ran right at you. Uh, of course, and like I said, you we we talked about it already. Uh, tackling, we we played high last night. Uh, we got to make sure that when we're getting double teamed, we got to get down. Uh, 
<clears throat> we got to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, last night we didn't we didn't carry the same intensity that we had in the first two weeks. Um, we're we're a young, undersized football team at the on the defensive line right now, so we can't set and catch. We got to be the aggressor, or or a lot of teams may be able to do that to us. But our kids respond well, and and I'm I'm excited for them to run into some adversity and, and watch them uh, meet that challenge head on. White County head coach Curtis Beatty. Coach Beatty, before we let you go, I know it's hard because that's a tough loss, to a tough pill to swallow for sure, but you kind of mentioned it before we got started here on the call. Uh, a great atmosphere last night. Great for the fans, tough for the coaches. But just uh, what was the atmosphere like at White County last night? And as somebody who's been around this rivalry, what was that feeling like for, for you when you could maybe take a second to soak it in? Uh, it's what high school football is all about. Uh, you, you look around and, and there's two communities sitting there that want each other to lose or win so much. And, and there's just so many people there that it's so loud. The bands are playing. You, it's just a cool environment for, for high school football. And just to add on top, it's the arch rivals and everybody has a little bit more excitement about them. It was a very, like you said, it's a very, very cool environment for the, for the kids, coaches, fans, all alike, uh, one of those games that have started becoming a, a normal for a football sport game, a, a barn burner that's uh, hard on us coaches, good on the fans. Head Coach Curtis Beatty, White County Warriors coach, I appreciate you taking a couple minutes out of your morning to talk to me, and uh, good luck next week. It's not a region loss, so Warriors still got a lot to play for. Yes, sir, I, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for all you guys do for us and uh, – our kids go Warriors. White County head coach Curtis Beatty after a 42-35 loss to Cookville in a shootout last night in that rivalry game. Lots to play for next week. Was not a region game, so White County still has everything in front of them. A team who has a lot in front of them because they started 1-0 in region play coming up. DeKalb County will talk to the other side of last night's Livingston Academy game. On the road, DeKalb County hosted L.A. and took home the victory 31-9. I'm Colin Castleberry, live from Chick-fil-A. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Live from Chick-fil-A, this is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry with you, and now we get to catch up with the winning side of a matchup. We've talked with three coaches who came out with an L last night. Now we get to talk to a man who came away with his first W on the season. And, and Coach, before we talk about any specifics, uh, you and me kind of mentioned it when you walked in, right? You're a little more chipper today, a little more upbeat uh, head coach Steve Trapp, DeKalb County Tigers. Uh, coach, look, how good does it feel just to be sitting here after a big W last night? It definitely feels much better than the previous couple of Saturdays. Uh, we talk to our guys all the time about the impact that they can have, you know, playing this game. And first and foremost, on the impact they can have on us as their coaches, their teammates, uh, you know, the town. You know, if Tennessee wins today, it's going to be a great weekend for the Cab <laughs> County fans. So uh, we always tell them we want to start off the football weekend right on Fridays with a victory. And so it feels really good this morning. Coach, I think the storyline coming in was what's your quarterback going to look like, right? What is Briz going to look like? Had been in a boot. We weren't necessarily sure even if we see him, what is he going to do? 
came out and just showed off, especially in the second half. What did you think of your starting quarterback's performance last uh, night? Just a gutsy performance. Uh, you know, just really appreciate his effort all week. I mean, uh, Monday he was in a boot. A uh, lot of credit to our athletic trainer, Robert Johnson. He, he does a lot of work, not only on Briz last week. I know Ari's in there each and every day getting treatment, uh, you know, just getting these guys, you know, to the field. You know, Briz wasn't 100% last night, but he was good enough to go. And he was, I mean, he texted me after, uh, you know, last Saturday. You know, I asked him how he was doing. He said, I'll be ready to go by Friday. And I, I didn't think that was going to be the case. <laughs> didn't think that was going to be the case Monday. But then Tuesday, he dressed out and was able to do more than what we thought he could do, and it just kept getting better and better. But, uh, I mean, he'd be the first to tell you he couldn't do what he'd done, you know, without his teammates. Uh, but just really proud of how he uh, was a gutsy performer last night and helped lead us to victory. Ari, uh, Coach kind of pointed it out here for you. You're in that training room a lot, right? We saw it last night, a bowling ball of a running back getting downhill, taking hits, absorbing contact. First off, this morning, how do you feel? And then how do you feel on a regular Saturday morning after taking all those licks last night? You know, I just kind of deal with it. Uh, I kind of take it personally. It's my job to set the tone every game. Uh, I'm trying to be the most physical on the field at all times. So so what What do you prefer? Do you, would you rather initiate contact as a running back, or do you love laying the lick on somebody defensively? I, that's a tough one. I'd have to say defensively. I, You know, I love playing linebacker. So, giving somebody the hit, that's way more fun. Yeah, you had a big one last night for sure. I, I think a lot of people might remember me talking about it on the broadcast. You lowered your head and absolutely clobbered a wide receiver coming across the middle. What is that, what's that feeling like? What does it feel like when you know you got not just a clean hit, but a good clean hit on somebody coming across? It's unexplainable. It's one of the best feelings ever. When, when you know that... I mean, that was a shot. It's a, it's a momentum shifter for sure. Coach, we'll go back to you. I, a lot of people will also look at this game and go, it was 10-9 at the half. You give up a big pass play to set the field goal up that made it a one-point game. What was the message at halftime? Because you guys clearly came out of the half with a fire lit under these boys. Well, I mean, going into halftime, it was another, you know, we did some good things in the first half. We didn't we didn't have any first down penalties. That's been killing us the first couple of weeks. But we still wasn't as clean and executing like we needed to be, especially offensively. So, uh, you know, the, the best way to put it as far as halftime goes, they've got some inspiration. <laughs> and uh, kudos to them for coming back out with a good mindset uh, and a good work ethic and uh, focusing in on just doing the next right thing. So, uh, it definitely the second half is more what we want to see DeKalb County football carry on. Fellas, I'll come to both of you, and you can answer in whatever order you'd like, but we all know Coach basically just said, I can't say what I said because of FCC violation. So in the best of your abilities, without breaking any rules here, what was your takeaway from halftime? What was the message from Coach? What were you saying to your guys? Uh, pretty much that we just need to fix the little things and uh, just continue playing and just, uh, just, fix, just fix it. Uh, there were definitely some adjustments that needed to be, needed to be made and uh, we made them and, you know, we just had a little bit more grit to us. Everybody seemed to step up in the second half. It, begun, it begins, of course, with your starting quarterback, with Briz. But then you see everybody kind of step up, right? You see uh, Hendricks and Parker, and everybody starts to elevate their game as he is elevating his. 
what does that do for a team having a guy who set, who takes it under him takes it upon himself? There's the word I want uh, to to step up, knowing what he was dealing with all week. What does that do for you, the rest of you guys? You know, uh, it feels good. You know, just to know that we have other people there that can take some responsibility as a team, collectively as a team. You know, we can take that responsibility on ourselves to know that we can lean on each other when we need it. Four turnovers last night. Ari, we'll start with you, and then we'll let Coach talk about all the, the ins and outs of it. But just as a linebacker, as a defensive leader, what does it feel like leaving the field on a Friday night knowing you took the ball away from the offense four separate times? Uh, it definitely feels good. It feels great, you know. Uh, that means we did our job, you know, most of the time. And having those turnovers is just... You know, it's a good thing to have, I guess. You know what I mean. So, is it is it fun for you to get that turn to make that turnover happen, knowing you're going to turn right back around and now I get to run the football? Oh yeah, 100. percent Yeah. You know, playing both sides of the ball is pretty tough, but it's pretty fun when you can make the turnover and then you get to run the ball afterwards. So, coach, how did you pull off those? I mean, get four turnovers last night. We can talk about. LA wide receiver slips or guys trying to flip the ball, but what did your defense do so well to put them in situations where they took the ball away four times? Well, you have to be in the right spot, you know, so that's the biggest thing right there. You know, the first one, yeah, the wide receiver did, did slip and he may have caught it, but we were there, so, uh, you know, Austin Nicholson did a good job of getting that thing back down in there. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people might want to think about DeKalb County over the years and all the offense and stuff, but four turnovers ultimately gives us the opportunity for more chances on the offensive side of the ball. So you mentioned John Hendricks. I mean, he did a little bit of everything last night for us. You know, uh, put him in at corner after halftime. He had a pick, had a fumble recovery, started the second half with a big kickoff return, had multiple catches. Uh, so he did a lot of great things for us. And Jordan Parker, too, he was our spark plug last night. You know, him and Briz kind of had a little special connection going right there. And a lot of that stuff was kind of ad-libbed at the line of scrimmage. So. Uh, like I already said, just just having those other guys that are stepping up with the responsibility of the game, it's just good to see that happening. What was the adjustment from Jordan Parker and Briz Trapp? And, and I'm sure uh, you guys, his coaches, got involved as well. But what was the adjustment for those two guys specifically at the half? Because you look at the first half, and, and they just couldn't find each other. It was a it was a drop here, an overthrow there, an underthrow. Then the second half, it felt like Briz could have closed his eyes and thrown it backwards, and Jordan would have caught it. Well, I think a little bit of that is you know just Briz being comfortable. Like I said, he wasn't 100%, so uh, his technique and his footwork was a little off on – because he threw three or four footballs high in a row, and that last one he threw high was a pick, you know, on a three-yard hitch route, you know, and that's unacceptable. So he he found out about that at halftime also. So, uh, but they're both quarterbacks. You know, JP come in last year as our quarterback. You know, when Briz went down, so he understands what Briz is looking at as far as the secondary, and they're able to make adjustments and sit in those little pockets that are created from the defense. You also brought up a kick return. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. We give the offense and the defense so much credit, but any football coach will tell you it is three phases. It's offense, Definitely. it's defense, and it's special teams. What did your special teams do so well last night to become that third phase in sync with the other two? Well, I think a big props goes to our kicker. You know, Adrian Prater's come in. He's knock on wood. He's perfect for the year on, on field goals and extra points when he's had those opportunities and he wasn't on the team 
you know, he come on the team about two weeks for the first game. So he's doing a really good job for us. His leg has definitely gotten stronger uh, as far as kickoffs. We have pretty good coverage there. We did catch a break on the one punt return. You know, they had a penalty. That's probably one thing. That was a big momentum shifter because I think we had an interception on the next play after that. So that was a big moment in the game and, and just an indicator of how penalties can really hurt you. But uh, like I said, coming out of halftime and John Hendricks, you know, getting that big return out past the 50-yard line, uh, and then us going on down and score. But, you know, they had us in a third and seven or nine right there. So a huge, another big momentum shifter was the play. Briz slid, slid to his left, hit JP, uh, and he was able to get the first down. And then it kind of kept going after that. So that was two big momentum plays right there. And every coach will tell you coming out, you know, second half, first drive of the third quarter, you need to get points. You know, so I think that was huge for us, and it just continued on throughout the second half. Head coach Steve Trapp, DeKalb County High School. Coach, it's only week three. I know it feels like it could be week six at this point, but just through three weeks on the season, we'll go down the line here with each of you. What has to get better? What's the thing you're looking at improving next week, whether it's for you with the team as a whole, for the fellas, what are you specifically and personally going to try to work on this week? Well, we should get a couple more bodies back next week, and those are guys that can potentially help us in a great way, but they've got to make sure that they show up and are ready to do that for us. As a team, we got to be able to handle the success that we had this week. Uh, the first two weeks, I'm not going to lie, it's been gut punches. It's been miserable. Uh, I don't like treating them the way I had to treat them last week, and it's not that I mistreated them, but, you know, it's it's not my personality. But uh, if that's what it takes, then that's what they're going to get. But they've got to understand that they reap what they sow, you know. So if, uh, you know, they want to come out there and work and get better, that's the process of it. Then we can continue to build and continue to grow, and that's what it's going to have to take. Uh, you know, we've got a tough schedule remaining, but it's one day at a time, one week at a time. And, if these guys are in, it, are in the ride with us, then uh, we're going to continue to work and hope to keep getting better. Guys, what are you each going to work on this week? What's the one thing you want to improve coming off a win going into next week? Uh, just the offensive line on both sides, you know, um, just fixing uh, whatever we need to fix and just playing how we need to play. We gotta be more mentally prepared, I think. Physically, our effort is there, but mentally the mistakes are most of the time crucial. So, fix the mental errors for sure. DeKalb County with us, head coach Steve Trapp and the boys came down here to Chick-fil-A. Guys, I appreciate you coming in and uh, visiting with us. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate it, thank you. Thank you. DeKalb County's head coach Steve Trapp, along with a couple of Tigers, this is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland Coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A, and it is football time in Tennessee, folks. But before you hear from the Vol Network, before you talk about Tennessee football, we've got to finish up here on the High School Playbook talking about last night's slate of high school football. And now we head to Gainesboro where it was a tough out last night. The Blue Devils fall 47-7 at home against Clay County. Uh, Coach Sean Loftus with us now. Uh, Coach, I know it's tough, but what positives can you take away from last night? If there is, it had to be like maybe the my uh, when my younger kids came in and kind of played a little bit right there at the very end of the game. Um, you know, that was about it. I mean, we came out and I don't know, we just didn't, we didn't have it in us and 
we didn't I didn't think we played hard. I didn't think we executed the game plan. Um, you know, and that that falls back on me as a coach. And we'll just go back to work this week in hopes of uh, of uh, getting uh, you know a little bit better. Certainly got to go back to the drawing board. Clay goes up 35 nothing at the half. What did they do to come out and just kind of get rolling early that you guys couldn't slow them down? Uh, nothing any different than what they've, what they've been doing this year. Um, you know, we gave up uh, a couple of uh, pass plays, and, uh, you know, we let them have inside leverage on us on the RPO. Um, but, uh, you know, I, a lot of that comes down to, to playing hard. A lot of that comes down to understanding, you know, the techniques and things like that. Um, and just, uh, just the uh, want to get out there and, and, and execute and, and, uh, and compete. And that was one thing I didn't see us doing a lot of last night was, was competing. What was the message to the team after the game? Um, you know, just we're going to get back to the drawing board next week and in hopes of uh of getting better and you know in hopes of getting some of these you know we were missing uh two guys last night uh uh due to sickness uh so but still two guys uh, gave two more opportunities to two other people to to show what they could do and some other guys to step in and um you know I know I know we're a, a young and inexperienced team and uh, and things, but um, you know, we did, we got to learn how to compete and how to take uh, how to take our practice from Monday through Thursday into uh, the game on Friday. Oh, coach, you brought it up several times. Got to go back to the drawing board. Got to get back to work on Monday. What is your strategy in terms of helping the guys put this one behind them and start getting to work for next week come Monday morning? Uh, just uh, go, uh, getting in, watching film, and trying to to break us down, trying to to break our opponent down, and trying to you know put kids in the in positions that uh, that they can to help us and make plays and that they feel comfortable in. And um, uh, you know that's all I can, that's all we can do as coaches and and things is uh, is try to get our kids in the best possible positions that we know that uh, where they can make plays and. And uh, you know, help us compete or and win ball games. Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus coming off a loss to Clay County. Sean, uh, coach Loftus, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your morning here to speak with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to a better week for the Blue Devils next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus. Blue Devils will attempt to bounce back next week after falling forty-seven to seven. Last night to Jackson County, or to Clay County, excuse me. A tough one nonetheless for the Blue Devils. Coming back, Derek Samber, Stone Memorial head coach, will end on a high note as the Panthers picked up a 35-0 win against cross-county rival Cumberland County last night when we return on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Next to the podium, your coach talking your team. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Panthers of Stone Memorial start 3-0 with a 35-0 win in their cross-county rivalry against Cumberland County. Back here live at Chick-fil-A, I'm Colin Castleberry, and head coach Derek Samber joins us now. Coach, 
Holding Cumberland County to zero points, what worked so well for your defense last night? You know, defense played really well. Uh, was really, really pleased with that. Uh, we're still without our mock linebacker, kind of the, the cornerstone of our defense in Brady Lane. But another senior named Isaac Feasters kind of taking the reins there and, and held it between the lines for us. Uh, defensive line, I was really pleased with. We played a bunch of different kids up there. We're trying to keep those guys fresh and, and rotate them in and out. And so uh, to see those guys step up. And then uh, first series of the game, Preston Mayberry came up with a big interception. And a lot of guys played really well in the secondary, too. But uh, we thought our defense had played well for, for all three weeks, Colin. And to finally get the shutout on the board is uh, the, the kind of results you like to be able to feed your kids and let them know they're doing the right things. What was the feeling after he comes up with that interception really early in the ball game? Did that kind of you feel like invigorate this team and and lead to the momentum? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked, Colin. Uh, our drive, we we moved the ball downfield really well, and uh, Preston actually had one come off his hands, and they intercepted it. So Preston, that was a, a redemption play for him. Got us the ball right back in a few plays, uh, and we were able to t- take it the other way and score. So. Really proud of him and his response. You know, he uh, never got down on himself, continued to, to do what he knows he's capable of. Last night, obviously, your offense, once it got going, really got going. 35 points on the board against a good Jets team. What did Nick Osmond and the offense do to continue to get better last night? Yeah, you know, Colin, 35 is not a huge number, but that clock ran pretty quick in the second half. Uh, I think we had five possessions in the first half and we scored on on four of the five with only one being the drop that led to an interception. In the second half, we had uh, two possessions. We scored on the first one and uh, missed a field goal on the second one. So, um, what is that? Seven pretty good drives, seven drives moving the football, picking up first downs, trying to get in rhythm. Uh, a cleaner football game, which is what I asked of the kids. Had one drive that, that rhythm was interrupted with penalties, but generally speaking, a pretty good game, pretty clean game. Uh, Nick had another really efficient night, making great decisions, making big-time throws. Uh, I think he had another 144 passing and two touchdowns. I'm certain that this is what you expected from Nick Osmond, but what did it mean for you as his head coach and his quarterbacks to to see him step up after last week, you and me talking about he didn't have his best performance, comes back this week, bounces back. What does that say about Nick? Well, you know, statistically, it probably doesn't show, Colin, but uh, I felt like last night may have been one of his best nights. They, uh, Bear Eldridge has had a couple big games to start the year, uh, and they were committing two to him and a couple formations three to him. Um, and Nick went where he was supposed to with the ball. He kind of played point guard and just passed it to the open guy. Uh, Chris Hanna, uh, a senior, I'm just so proud of that kid, so excited that he's having the senior year he's having. Uh, Chris Hanna finished with nine catches. Uh, for 71 yards and two touchdowns himself. So uh, Nick did a lot of really good things. We put some stuff on him in the run game. Uh, he's got a lot of decisions to make in the pass game. And uh, from from the neck up, I thought last night may have been Nick's best night in terms of making decisions and going the right place with the football. Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber. Uh, coach Samber, we're only in week three, which means I know I can still ask you what has to get better. Plenty, I'm sure. Well, it's crazy calling it. In some ways, it's only week three, and in some ways, it's like how did we get to week three? It felt like yesterday or a week ago was August first, and uh, last night was September first. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things to clean up. You know, we hope to get Brady back pretty soon. 
Uh, I think that'll be a shot in the arm for our defense. Offensively, just continuing to, um, you know, really hammer home our base stuff, continuing to elaborate on the new things that we want to build out our offense with, uh, continue to execute, continue to limit penalties and turnovers. Uh, those are the things that we're looking for every week, Colin. But as you said, a third of the way through the season, some of those things should should kind of be at the back of our mindset at the forefront, uh, and we should be moving on to bigger and better things. You mentioned it. Your defense has played well in the first three weeks. Finally, put a shut up on shut out up on the board, uh, Coach. For those who uh, may not know, they may just look at it and go, "You're three and zero. You put a shutout up." What would Brady mean to this defense? How much better can they get when you get Brady back here in the next, hopefully soon? Well, he's uh, re- returning two year starter. He started pretty well every game as a sophomore and junior as our mock linebacker and. You know, that position, especially the way Brady plays it, is about as important as a quarterback on offense. Um, he's the guy that gets us in and out of our checks. He's the guy that gets our front going the right way. Um, he's the guy that generally, you know, uh, I've got prepared in terms of formational tendencies or whatever else. So, yeah, we miss him. Uh, one, he's just an excellent, excellent, talented ball player, uh, but he's a leader. Uh, and he really, I think, has that football intelligent aspect that uh, can put a team over the top, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Panthers head coach Derek Samber. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes speaking to me this morning. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to maybe 4-0 and for Stone Memorial next week. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Colin. Go Panthers. Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber. The Panthers, again, started 3-0 with a 35-0 win, not just over their cross-county rival, but also uh, did so in a region game against Cumberland County. Earlier in the week, talked with Derek Samber about that dynamic, right? One of the few uh, schools that has a cross-county or cross-town rival that also is in their classification, also in their uh, region, so... A big deal for them to pick up that 35 to nothing win. Cumberland County has not won a game in that rivalry outside of a COVID forfeit in 2020 since 2010. So a tough go of it in the rivalry for the Jets. Elsewhere, let's look at some other scores before we head out. East Robertson, 20 to 7, caught up with head coach uh, Scott Hughes early year as the Wildcats fell. Lebanon defeats Warren County 35 to 13. Clay County 47-7 over Jackson County. Talked with Jackson County coach Sean Loftus just a few moments ago. Red Boiling Springs, a 46-0 win over Pickett County. Cookville took down White County 35-32 last night. We talked with White County head coach Curtis Beatty earlier in the program. Smith County, a 47-28 win at home over Liberty Creek. Upperman, a 14-7 win over Macon County. Gordonsville, 14-0 defeats Trousdale County on the road. And DeKalb County defeating L.A. at home last night, 31-9. We talked with both Coach uh, Words, Matthew Hauser and <laughs> Steve Trapp. I lost my English there for a second, folks. So make sure you can go back. There will be a replay coming up on Sports Radio 104.7. So if you want to tune in, if you missed something at the beginning of the program, or you can always go podcast the show on our website, ucsportsnation.com. Catch it on Facebook. Catch it on Twitter. So make sure if you missed any of those interviews, you go back and listen uh, because certainly they were uh, educational and informational. Before we leave, just want to remind everybody, York did not play this week. If you're looking for a York Dragon score, 
there wasn't one this week. They had their bye week super early in the season. Head coach Derwin Wright wasn't necessarily happy about it, but it worked out that way on the schedule. So, with that being said, York on a bye, and we ran through the rest of your scores. I'm Colin Castleberry, live from Chick-fil-A. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.